Yo, it's your boy DJ Daryl, aka your favorite, and we here for another quick episode, quick interview for the B side presents the R and B side. I got my brother with me. What's good, man? It's the kid Blaze. So we here. We got a, a interview with the R and B artist out of the Bay. Her name is Netta Brielle, and I'm gonna just tell you real quick. It's just some R and B that I really like when I heard on the first listen. So. Um, us at the R&B side and my whole the B-side crew, we're, we're making sure that we get interviews, we get music out, we're trying to make sure we give you content and just let you know exactly what's going on and what you need to be listening to. Make sure you pay attention to our playlist too because we, we dropping those and my man, Kid Blaze, how yeah. you feel about the them, um, playlist we've been dropping? You know what? It's, it's really exciting, man. It kind of like you got four different cats know coming together you know every other week or every couple or every few weeks coming up with these i think dynamic playlists curating yeah curating the uh these dynamic playlists and it's really dope when i see people on twitter like hey yo these uh playlists are crazy make sure you know you you hit me up and let me know when the new one comes out so i think that's dope and it's something that i did it because like i told y'all before (laughs) I complain about not having no R&B to listen to. And once I found the the good music, uh, I was actually open to listen to more to more music. I had to let everybody know about it. And that's, I mean, I'm a DJ. We, we are podcast hosts. Hey, everybody out there, the R&B side, audience, like my man Duro has really been putting in the work looking for these new artists and this is the guy when we first started doing the R&B side he just wasn't interested exactly (laughs) like not having ears closed like under construction like no you can't drive through here with none of that new music right right (laughs) and and I'm a changed man thanks to my brothers man and and we're a group we're a group of people who want to make sure that not only you are getting these jokes this laughter this entertainment that you're getting this music to go along with it because life is nothing without good music yeah 100% so back to this interview, uh, we, we really trying to run the quest for the next, basically. So my man Mark Mark got interviews um, with with artists, with comedians, um, all type of stuff. And then we got, you, you know, Will's been doing the stuff with, with the radio stations and, and giving you all type of interviews. And and me and Blaze, we're we here today to give y'all, like I said, um, Netta Brielle, she is out of the bay she has an album called 580 that's available on itunes spotify apple music all streaming the uh, um things that you can find your music on and it's good r&b it's vulnerable music we've been talking about and she will be making her debut on our playlist you know what i mean so if you rocking with us and are you know reaching out to us on twitter or facebook or wherever you you'll have access to this young lady's music which i think she's very dope yeah, so without further ado, let's get right into this interview. So we got Netta Brielle on the phone line right now. So say what's up to the people. You, what's up, y'all? Appreciate you thank taking you for some, having me. Of course. Take, thank you for taking some time out and um, giving us a phone call. And we're, we're here to promote some of the best new R&B artists, um, best R&B music. That's mm-hmm. what our whole podcast is about. Oh, that's so, so I um I have recently fell upon your music and I was um highly impressed from the very beginning when I heard Hallelujah the intro for the 580 project. 
and I just mm-hmm. had to make sure that I reached out so we can um, get to know you a little bit and make sure everybody here in Ohio can get to know your music. That's what's up. I appreciate you. No doubt, no doubt. So, really um, do this. I apologize. You know, Go ahead. Become more known outside of our areas. Good, good. So that's what we're gonna make sure, especially me being a DJ. I gotta make sure this music gets heard to the masses. All right. So, um, right. so to start off, how long have you been singing and performing? Forever, man. I've been doing music since the day I can remember. I really don't know when I started. I just feel like it was always there. And, um, you know, I was performing at an early age, doing plays, writing poetry. And, I mean, it just, music became something that I would turn to in, like, my toughest of times and then, you know, in my good moments in life. So it just became, you know, a part of who I was, like, very young. I'd say probably about, like, three or four. Yeah, I read about that, and I heard about that when doing my research. And I know that you grew up mm-hmm. around a a musical family. So you had the musical mm-hmm. background already in you. So what made you go towards yeah, singing? Think, Spe- go ahead. I apologize. Well, I think I was the only one in my family who just decided to really go all the way with it and, like, try to take it professional. But everybody in my family has some kind of musical background. Like, my grandmother was a jazz pianist. My sisters used to sing. Um, and then I think it just passed down to me. And I was like, you know what? I love it. Nothing else makes me more happier. So I'm going to just go all the way and try to get as far as I can. And, you know, here I am. It's been a journey. It has not been easy. But, you know, it's just something about it that, you know, there's nothing else I would want to do. So I'm going to keep fighting every day, you know, to get to the next step. Dope. So one of our co-hosts, he always speaks about, well, he's a singer. He always speaks about talent shows. Do you have any talent show stories? Did you ever have to perform for any talent shows or any songs that you performed with? Yeah, you know, I started off kind of like competing. So it's like, even to this day, I got like this, it's just this competitive nature that I have. I started off calling radio stations like you know our local radio station here is Camiel that's one of the popular hip-hop stations so I would remember calling them at like six and seven years old and like sitting a rap and then like winning tickets to Whitney Houston or you know something dope like that and so I've always done like some kind of talent show or something that allows me to win some kind of accolade and you know what I mean so it's just always you know, we grew up, you know, kind of underprivileged. We didn't have a lot of money, didn't have much, you know what I mean? But right. for my family, like my mom knew that I wanted to do music early, so she would just put me in anything she could. And if it wasn't free, she would try to find loopholes, maybe there's a scholarship or something like that. Like, we were always a part of whatever was, like, art-related in the Bay Area, you know, growing up. So definitely talent shows, yeah, for sure. Dope. So what's the Bay Area sound? I've never even been out to California, so I don't I don't even know what really? the feel of it is. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make my way out there. <laughs> so what is like the you know, Bay Area you know sound? What, uh, Go ahead. That attention. 
lot of people have been dope, and then we got stuff like, you know, Super Bowl happening here, and yeah. we just got a lot of great energy right now, and a lot of great artists coming out of this region. I'm just happy to be a part of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely a good time um, for that 580 um, to be in circulation yeah. and in cars while everybody's going in. So what? That's the freeway here. Did you know that? Nah, I had no idea. Yeah, so 580 is a, is a, is a freeway here. And um, so, so I picked the title because I wanted to represent kind of where I come from. And then I always get my best ideas, like when I'm in the car. So that's, that, that's, that's where it came That's yeah. almost, I, I, that's where I understand because as a DJ, sometimes you give music a club test and sometimes you have to give music a car mm-hmm. test. And that's where you can really yeah, find out exactly. how good music is. So that exactly. that makes sense. That makes sense. So, yes. uh, um, and, and getting to to speak about 580, when it comes, so I saw one of your videos for a song called Tonight. And, I, and listening mm-hmm. to that and listening to 580, I see a lot of growth. Um, what do you feel has changed from you since your early music to today? Mm-hmm. First of all, that is a dope-ass question. So thank you so much for asking it. You're a dope artist. Tonight is so old. It is so old. And I I, want to say 2008 or 9 is when we did that. And at that time, I was still trying to find my voice. Mm -hmm. Like my voice that I felt like defined who I am. And so that was earlier on, even in, you know, my writing skills and Vocally, like I'm still trying to find out who Netta was. I have all these inspirations and all these different artists that I look to, but in that time, I still was trying to figure it out. Um, and then over time, I started to get more comfortable with my tone, which I feel is like a lower register when you think of like dope vocalists like Brandy, Jasmine Sullivan, Blige. It's this certain rasp that they have that I always felt that I have, but I really wasn't comfortable with it, and I didn't really know how to use it, and it wasn't truly. So I went to Atlanta for some time that I learned more about my voice and I became more comfortable with it. So by the time I came back from Atlanta and by the time I was ready to put out my next next phase of music, it was just this tone that I've always had, but I was afraid of it. I was just like, you know what, forget it. This is who I am. You know, I'm going to just give it everything. So the difference between tonight and 580 is at that moment, I still was trying to figure out who Netta was as an artist, as a vocalist, as a woman. Or at that time, like a young girl still growing up. Now it's like, yo, this is who I am. Take me and leave me. I'm going all the way. I'm going to give y'all every piece of me. I'm going to tell y'all my business through my music. It's just more of a a confidence thing now. Like, I just feel more comfortable. Nice. And then I was just trying to figure it out. So you're doing a lot of the writing on 580? Are you collaborating? How's that going? Yeah, I did a lot of a lot of... I've done, I did a lot, a lot of writing on there, more writing than I've ever done, ever. And then I also work with one of my good friends in Atlanta. Her name is Renee. She's a really dope writer out of Atlanta. So we kind of came together on the project, too, and um, we built together. And um, that was dope. And I had never really, like, been as confident in my writing in the past. And for some reason, when it was time to do this project, I just let it all pour out. Because I felt like I... I was so afraid to show my true self, mm-hmm. I think. And at this time when I did this project, I was like, yo, forget it. I know there's somebody out there feeling how I feel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I just did it. I just jumped. And I just started telling my truth through all these songs. And 
you know, we ended up here. And even with the Hallelujah track, a lot of people don't know that that was T.I.'s track. And really? He, had, he put that out on his Showman album, I think. Um, I want to say that was like 2012. Okay. 12, one of those. And he gave me the opportunity to do the hook on it. Wow. And um, he put it out. And I was just like, yo, I want to do my own version of this. And so I just, you know, kept my hook on there and just built my own verses and put it on my project. That's really dope. That's a good story. Like, this is where I, I like to get these interviews to know behind the scenes of all these. So, um, the next question that I have for you: What do you want people to feel, or what do you want people to to leave feeling when they listen to Five Eighty? Because what we speak about a lot on our podcast is that music today doesn't have the vulnerability. They don't. People aren't writing mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. And I, sh- I see that you have a lot of emotions through it, as you just stated. So what do you want people to feel when listening to this project? That's a dope, that's a dope question. I want people to feel okay with themselves. That, that's what I feel like Fire Lady is about. Like, it is okay to be you. It's okay to want love. It's okay to not understand love. Um, and even on the flip side, when you're dealing with losing people in your lives, like maybe you lost some gun violence, cancer, or you know what I mean? Like when you lose family members or friends, like right. we all go through. Sometimes we need to hear our stories through other people. Sometimes we feel more comfortable with ourselves when we know that someone else shares some of the same stories that we do. So for me, I feel like my baby is about being okay with who you are. Because for me, I think I was running from who I was for a long time. Like, you know, growing up with a single parent. My mm-hmm. father died when I was 11. So I don't really know what it is, you know, to have uh, like a, man, a father's love or, you know what I mean? And sometimes we search for that. We search for that in the people we date. We, you know what I mean? Like there's certain things that we got to learn about ourselves and begin to accept and be okay with. And I think we live in a time where, you know, People are, you know, promoting to change shit about your body, you know, to be accepted as a woman, you know, you know, your features or whatever. And I think it's really hard to get caught up in that and start to feel like you are worthy because you don't look like this person, you don't act like this person, you don't have what this person has. And I grew up nothing, you know what I mean? Literally a dream, as say as that may sound. So for me, I feel like the project is promoting to be okay with yourself you just want to be loved or you know you just want to be happy or hallelujah because i made it out like it's that kind of thing and that's what i've said it before but that's what really drew me into your music was hearing the hallelujah that i just want to be loved and um the broken it's just very vulnerable and i appreciate you opening Mm -hmm. up like a diary to that and I just wanted to at least let you know that. So you're you're on the right path because you're not the only one as a woman that's going through these things. So people are going to relate yeah. to that. So um, next I question. Really no problem, no problem. Um, the next question I have for you is 580 has been released independently. Uh, what has been one of the best things yeah. um, of you being independent? Uh, what is What joy are you getting out of that right now in your situation? I get to move how I want to move, you know what I mean? And I don't feel um, so closed in and so boxed in and, you know, I get to freely think and say what I want to say and, you know what I mean, just kind of to do things my way. Um, I think that is pros and cons to that. 
Um, but I know that if I didn't put that project out, it still wouldn't be out. And I would just be sitting waiting on someone else's time. Right. And I always promote, you know, if you want it, go get it. If you want it, you got to do it. And I think growing up in the Bay Area, there's so many legends that I watched move here, like from E-40 to the Jacka to shit, MC Hammer. Like, just the independence of these artists always showed me, like, you can do it. It don't. It doesn't matter that I'm a woman. It doesn't matter that I'm young or, you know what I mean? Like, if you want it, you got to get it. And then people are going to be more open to helping you when they see you doing shit on your own. You know, so I just, it was scary for me because I've never really done anything by myself. But I knew that if I didn't do it, I didn't know who would or, or when they would. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just took that list. And I didn't really care, you know, like if it were to go platinum or not hurt at all. I know that I used to get shit off the chest. And, you know, that's what I did. So what is your recording process like? Like, do you have any certain essentials that you need in a studio with you? Do you have the do you have to hear certain things and then write? Like what is your process like? Okay, this is gonna sound weird. But I'm very like basic in the studio. I like to get in and do my job and get the hell out of there. Like <laughs> That's so, efficient. So, when I'm in the studio I feel so close. I, I'm a stage person. Like I'm an entertainer. I get my energy from the people. I love to be on stage but I don't experience anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, my home is when I'm on stage. And the studio is, like, that's, like, the behind-the-scenes. All right, this shit done. Let me get it out with the proper emotion. Let's get out of here. Like, I like to have it written before I go in the studio because I hate being in there all day. Like, I'm just kind of backwards. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. When it comes to that kind of Yeah, you know, everybody has their way of um, getting stuff done and, and making it right. And um, for me, I just like to have it all laid out so that when I can go in the studio, I can nail it and I can get out. Okay. So it's pretty basic. So yeah. are you, um, what's 580? I see that you, you got a couple visuals out. Uh-huh. You have three times crazy, right? And you have, yeah. um, I just want to be loved. The thing I loved about I just want to mm-hmm. be loved was how you had the clips of the 90s movies. And it was very, mm-hmm. very nostalgic, and the black and white was very artistic. So a little off topic for from the music, just a little um, more of a, a character question. If you were to be like mm-hmm. in a classic love scene or a, a '90s movie, who would you want to be your leading Ooh. man? My leading man. Yes. Okay, so it has to be an actor from the '90s. It don't have to be just anybody. It's just just to make a classic '90s scene or movie, video, or that anything like that. Uh, um, I'm really like Omar Epps for the '90s movie. <laughs> like I like him in Love, in Love and Basketball. I love him in Higher Learning. Like he was just he was cool. So. If I was in that era and I were to do a movie from that moment, I would have to pick him. Lorraine State was dope too. I gotta pick him. <laughs> good choice. Good, <laughs> good classic artist. Um, yes. So let's see. If you were for some um, other women who might be listening now, or the young girls might be coming up, what would be some encouraging words that you would give to them? To 
Especially a young girl growing up. Yeah, just anybody singers like <laughs> the to face the challenges that maybe you have faced, who are might maybe maturing or listening to your music, like they can really relate to you. What would be some encouraging words you would give? Um, encouraging words. The thing that I always go to is uh, do what you love. Whatever you love, whatever makes you feel good and complete, is what you should be doing. If you don't know what that is yet. listening who are um, trying to get hip to your music, want to hear your music, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they support you? I'm everywhere from Pandora to Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. My Instagram is Netabrielle, follow you also I, there's a little bit of uh, really a really? little bit of everything you get the selfies you get your studio time you get to see where you're going to be so that's yeah. always good yeah. well, I already know. <laughs> and i saw that you, you have a, a positive thing, you get a funny thing, you know a little bit of everything right so you got a birthday coming up what are you doing for your birthday I'll be following you on, on IG and we're going to see what, what you end up turning up doing. But I appreciate you okay. taking your time out no um, to talk to me. Uh, we could have been talking for hours because you are just easy to talk to. But I just I, I thank you for your for your time. I thank you for for your energy. I know the world will be seeing your your star shining soon. Mm, thank you. And I want to tell you thank you because what a lot of people don't know is it's the DJs that keep artists alive, that break these artists, that 
keep us afloat, you know what I mean, in interviews and all of that, you know what I mean? So we need you guys more than you know, so thank you. I appreciate your good music. So we're working together. So keep on that good music and, and I'll make sure I keep playing it for you. Thank you. I appreciate you. No problem. Well, we'll be keeping in touch and we'll be um, shouting you out. Thank you again. You have a good evening and um, and we'll be seeing you in, in Hollywood. Yes, yes, sir. All All right. Right. Have a good night. All right. Peace. So that's it. We have the interview with Netta Brielle. Blaze, how you feel about it? Hey, like, if you didn't know nothing about her before, I feel like after that interview, you want to go check her out because she's so cool, man. She was super dope. The energy was dope that she had. was amazing. Her energy was amazing, so I think... New artists, pay attention to that because not only are we trying to play your music, we're trying to get you known, but just hearing your interview alone with your personality and knowing how to speak to people, that will make people want to listen to your music, support you, and all that great stuff. So um, much props to Natalie Brielle, the whole crew out there on, on the West Coast and showing us the mid- Midwest love. Um, just keep rocking with the B-side. Keep rocking with the R&B side. Keep rocking with your man, Blaze. Yes, sir. The star engineer. That's DJ Duro, a.k.a. your favorite. Uh, and on behalf of the whole crew, we holla at y'all later, all right? All right, peace.